Welcome to Long Story Short Podcast, where we reveal short stories of an active, living God who shows up in everyday life. You paid the price for all the world and me. You paid the price for all the world to see. And for those who choose you now, Shalom. Welcome to Long Story Short Podcast, Ordinary Stories That Reveal an Extraordinary God. This is episode number 12, and my name is Brent, and I'm here with my wife, Lisa. And if you've been following the past couple of episodes, you know that we just finished week three in leading a four-week series on telling stories. The class is called A Story Big Enough to Live In, And this is a condensed summary of our notes from the class. We knew some of the class participants would want to review this material, but we also saw the value to anyone interested in telling their story more effectively. We started off the class showing a short video. It was a touching story of a woman whose husband died in World War II, but for 67 years, she never knew what had happened to him. Through a relative, she learned his memory had been celebrated for decades in a small town in France. The point was, you can tell a powerful little life story that spans seven decades in a mere three minutes. There were a whole lot of facts and details that were obviously left out of this three-minute story in the video, and yet it effectively tugged at our hearts and helped us connect with her and with the town in France. How did the producers boil down all those details into three minutes? That's what we're going to dig into in this episode. We added the link to the video in our show notes. So once again, we're reminded, we reminded the class of our scripture premise from Psalm 96.3. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Well, we're on the third stop on our storytelling voyage. This is where the magic happens. Well, it's not really magic, is it? Developing narrative takes some critical thinking and it calls for creativity. The good thing is that if you've done the work from weeks one and two, you're halfway there because you've already started to uncover your stories. You'll find that sometimes the stories even seem to write themselves once you've done that prep work. Now keep in mind that recording your stories can take numerous forms. Like our podcast, verbal stories can be recorded, or they might be live. But stories can also be written or filmed. Maybe you're into scrapbooking, creative arts, or photography. Think about stand-up comedians. They're really oftentimes just brilliant storytellers. You know, as you decide and develop an ear for storytelling, you might start paying attention to the common framework in which they're contained. We've talked about this framework in the earlier podcast, but now as we dig into that framework, 
there are really five things for you to remember as you develop your narrative. The first thing is, who are the characters in your story? Number two, what's the conflict or the struggle? Is there a monster in the story? Number three, is there a resolution? What kind of battle has to be fought or journey needs to be taken to get there? And are there universal themes? And what we mean by that is, are there universal themes that speak to the human experience? Uh, Things that are like uh, injustices or um, someone who is unable to overcome something without help. Um, Anything that speaks to a universal theme will build connection with the characters that you introduce. And And finally, number five, is there any redemption that unfolds? Now, that doesn't happen in every story, but sometimes there's some hope. Or maybe in a God story some grace is offered to the characters who are involved. We're going to practice seeing each of these in our stories today. Now, using this framework, what you're really doing is building a scene for your listener. Now, just let's suppose you have a food shelf that you're wanting to let people know about. I'm going to read you two examples of how you might do this. So here's number one. This food shelf ministry is so awesome. So many people have been changed by God through it. He's really at work every day through many hardworking people who serve tirelessly. Join in praying that many would come to Christ through it. Please consider giving financially. We really need your help on Thursdays. Now, what we might say about this example As much as there's truth in it and there's really good things in it, um, it's just really nonspecific. It's almost a template that could be overlaid over any food shelf or really any ministry. And because it doesn't tell you anything specific, it uses lots of explanation points and words like awesome and please and really to try to almost beg the audience for a reaction. Now here's example number two. Try this one out. Veronica and her kids had just finished off the remaining scraps of food in their fridge. It didn't seem coincidental that the food shelf flyer fell out of her backpack at that moment. Glancing at her two children, she knew immediately where she'd go the next day. What she didn't realize is that she'd be getting a lot more than food. She was about to encounter Jesus. Now, in example number two, the listener can almost picture the family sitting at their kitchen table. These are real people all of a sudden. You start to feel emotionally connected. Yeah, you can really pick out the five points that we just talked about in your second example much Mm -hmm. easier than we can in the first. It's much more personalized, and we can all relate. You know, we provided a similar example in a video format, which... The video was a depiction of a live presentation uh, that was put out by the Go Tell It guys at Crossfield News. It was just a a made-up example, but we put the example in the show notes for you to click on so you can see the video for yourself. Um, 
this week, we were also privileged to welcome our friend Tamara to provide a short segment on techniques to strengthen your story. Tamara is a gifted writer who publishes a blog called My Blonde Life in the Hood. You'll definitely want to check into it. She has a knack for drawing in her readers with creatively told real-life stories. Mingled with excerpts from her stories, Tamara shared pointers, including these four. First, don't give it all away. She reminded us that readers are smart and imaginative. They can plug in their own details. You know, there was a, uh, a quote that we read from Ernest Hemingway in the Go Tell It book that said, show the readers everything, tell them nothing. So a scene, building those scenes really is like make, giving a thousand words. The second point she added was choose vivid power verbs and avoid adverbs and passive tense. Number three, use suspense or tension and humor to draw in your audience. She suggested that even mild uses of suspense can do this. Here's just a little example of how Tamara used suspense in a recent blog post. Layla stood bolt upright at the foot of our bed, where she slept each night, and huffed out a few low barks. Husband rolled over. Lie down, Layla, I said, glancing at the clock. 3.54 a.m. She puffed out another series of soft barks, her body erect. The strip of her fur running down her spine stood on end. Layla, husband said, lie down. For another minute, we took turns shushing the dog. Then we heard the creak of the wood floor in the dining room, followed by footsteps into the kitchen. Must be one of the girls, I thought. Husband got out of bed and left the bedroom. I curled up in the warm cocoon of blankets, hoping to fall asleep again. Still at attention, Layla now pressed her rigid body against mine. Oh, Layla, I said, annoyed. Just then, the security alarm began to beep, triggered by an open door, and husband came back into the bedroom, heading straight for the closet. I heard the unlatching clicks of his locked box. He exited the bedroom with his 357 SIG. What on earth, I said, sitting up. I rushed into the kitchen. Layla finally sprang from the bed, following at my heels. The kitchen window stood wide open. Even the screen was raised. Wafts of frigid winter air billowed in. Husband stood at the back door, staring out toward the alley. His gun hung at his side. There was a guy in here, he said, going for the phone. He got away. Doesn't that make you want to hear the rest of that story? I encourage you to head out to Tamara's blog and read what happens next. We have links to her blog in the show notes. The fourth element that Tamara mentioned is to weave in God and his word with subtlety. You don't have to hit people over the head with this. She talked about the power of God's word and the responsibility we have as we communicate it. One thing I especially loved was that Tamara ended the segment with a reminder to pray before and as you write. If God has led you to share a story, 
you'll want to depend on him along the way. We've prepped class participants that in our next and final class, we'll be sharing our stories. We're really looking forward to it. Sharing stories has such an ability to help people get to know one another better. Even if you're not part of our class, you do have an audience. Maybe it's your family, coworkers, or friends. Try out some of what you're learning. Leave us a comment and let us know how it goes. Thanks for listening to another installment of Long Story Short Podcast. We appreciate you and your encouragement. And thanks for subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn. That's how you get automatic feeds for each story. And then take a few minutes and submit a review to help get the word out. Every review we get gives the podcast stronger visibility. And the point of the podcast is to share God's stories with more people. So thanks for sharing it with friends on social media. And thanks again to Les Elias for his music contributions. Check out links to his music on the blog notes.